What is up, Ball Squad Nation? We are back with episode 27. I'm here with Dalen. What's up, guys? And on the other side of the call, we got Noah. What is up? Can I? And... Real quick, hold on. Okay, what's up? Is this actually episode 27? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck? What I know, I was thinking about it too. Like, it's kind of gone fast. Yeah. Like, since we restarted. Should I restart the intro? Or... No, no, let's just, let's uh, keep let's going. run it. Okay. So, uh, welcome back. We took a little break for Thanksgiving, so we hope, you know, you all enjoyed that holiday time and stuff like that. We just have one little announcement to make. Since Alex has gotten a little bit busy, he's going to be a little less involved with the podcast for a couple months, but, you know, keep in mind, you know, he's still part of the Ball Spot podcast. He's still going to be, you know, behind the scenes and helping us do our research and stuff like that. So he's not completely gone or anything but he is gonna miss these next few episodes so you know if you miss alex i feel bad it's you know it's what it is we miss but, him too. but yeah, he, he misses him, yeah. you guys too that's what we'll yeah. say but he's not in any way out of the ball squad or anything like that he's just gonna be on hiatus for like a month or two so well yeah. you know we'll keep you guys updated on that but we, we still talk to him every day and so we get to hear his bad takes and yeah we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll share the bad ones with you we'll, we'll have like up. some highlights every week of of what alex said in the group chat with with receipts <laughs> too so with receipts yeah <laughs> but yeah we just wanted to do a little housekeeping so there's that and let's hop into our ball squad player of the week so we're counting these past two weeks for our ball squad player of the week so we're counting basically over Thanksgiving break and then this past week. So who is our basketball player of the week, Dalen? For our basketball player of the week, we have Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. My man, he had, he's he been averaging 23.8 points, 3.1 rebounds, 2.9 assists on 50% field goal shooting, and 47.7% from uh, three-pointer. And the Suns are on a hot streak right now. They're 18, 18 games uh, win streak right now, given he's been a 17 and a half win. Game, game win streak, but still, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, his presence was felt uh, within the Suns organization. Oh, for sure. He's been, yeah. dude, he's been awesome and for a pretty critical reason. I mean, the Suns as a whole have been really good these past 18 games, obviously, but I think Booker is super critical to their success, and, you know, he's been playing awesome, like, just out of his mind. I Especially because he kind of started a little slow, I feel like. Yeah, they, they did start pretty yeah. slow. He had a couple of games of like 11 points or like single digit points, but uh, I think the Suns as a whole kind of started slow, but once they kind of got a groove, they just never haven't really been looking back. And, and the good thing to see now is, especially watching um, when Devin Booker went out, is how the Suns are able to keep it going without um, when star players drop or yeah. if they don't have all the pieces that they um, usually have, how it's kind of that next man up. Uh, mentality and they're able able to keep things rolling yeah this is a deep team and it's actually pretty good because they can afford to because he's he's gonna be out for a few games now Mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool that they can afford to you know rest him a little longer they don't need him for every game so that's that's a pretty nice luxury to have the other thing i was gonna say is i think what booker's really been good at with you guys is getting those first quarter leads Mm -hmm. some dude i feel like the past like five or six games Booker has just scored like 10 or 12 points in the first quarter. And because of that, it's just really hard for any teams to build any momentum. Exactly. Because they're going to go down the other side of the court and Booker's just going to shoot, you know, a, some nasty shot. And yeah. It. 
So it, he's been really good in those first quarters early on for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devin Booker, he's been good at getting us uh, starting and getting the game started and getting us rolling. And then obviously you have Chris Paul who's kind of lead, who orchestrates the whole offense. Yeah. But it's always Booker that is the catalyst for scoring. Uh, uh, most of the scoring goes through him. Uh, so it's good to have him there and then in the beginning of the games and stuff, just make sure that we're in the game. And then uh, usually towards the end is when the Suns will kind of make their break away from it and then yep. they'll, have, they'll get everybody else involved. One thing I should court. mention too, his three-point shooting. Yeah, he's shooting what, 40%? Yeah. 47. 47? Yeah, almost Wait, in the 40... past week? Two past weeks. Week. Past, yeah. Oh, past two weeks is 47%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but that, but that's, that's still a, ridiculous. That's, that's nutty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially because he hasn't always 50%. been the best. Yeah, no, he's shooting 50% from the field and then forty, almost 48% from three. Yeah. So he's he's doing really well. It's so, impressive. I don't know if he can keep it up. I think he will. I mean, he's I mean he's a good enough player to believe that he can. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like he's better than he was last year. Which what I love mm-hmm. is the early, like super early, um, what you call it, super early, like overreactions. That's what. Yeah. Is. When yeah. everyone's like, oh, his sons have like their fan, like their. Like a princess run last year, like you know, they're they're not gonna do it again. Like they, you know, all that junk, and now they're on an eighteen game win streak, beat the hottest team in the yeah. NBA. I mean, really, I I don't want to turn this too much into the Suns because it's about Booker, but really, it is. if you watch any playoff basketball last year, you knew the Suns were capable of this. Like, yeah, I get that, I get that. You know, AD was hurt or like Kawhi was hurt and stuff, but like to say that the Suns didn't deserve it is is just dumb. Because they were good enough mm-hmm. to beat both those teams. Mm-hmm. One so. thing I'll also say in regards to Devin Booker is before the game versus the Warriors, he had three straight games of scoring 30-plus uh, against the Cavs, yeah. the Knicks, and the Nets. And the Nets were obviously a very tough team to be, uh, play and beat. And they, and with him scoring as much as he did, they just kind of blew him out. They won by, like, what, 15 points? Yeah, it was, yeah. I remember that game getting out of hand as well. Uh, control over the entire game, so... That was one more thing for Booker. So yeah, and he, yeah, he's scoring against good teams too. Because yeah, you absolutely. know the Knicks and Cavs are very you know they're decent teams for sure. The Cavs, so, for sure. Yeah, the Cavs. Yeah. We'll get we'll into that. Them later. We'll talk about them later. All right. Hey, so, real quick though. Yeah, we, add, add your two cents. No, I know. We I do. Know what you want to say? We do have an honorable mention, and he does not deserve to be slept on anymore. Uh, <laughs> my boy Russell Westbrook is our honorable mention for today. Yes, sir. And honestly, my boy Westbrook has been going off. And I can call him my boy because we're homies. <laughs> we, we squatted up in, in L.A. the other day. And... <laughs> no, but um, in the past eight games, Westbrook is averaging 23 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. And only three and a half turnovers for all you idiots out there that <laughs> want to dog on for turnovers. Um, and... What I will say is his shooting has been really good too. He's only attempting like about four threes a game, and he's making one to two of them. He's shooting like a little over. He's shooting like thirty three percent from three. So like, not great, but not bad because he's only shooting four. And it's not on that much, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, that's a nice thing. But then he's he's also shooting forty eight percent from the field. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I think Westbrook has been getting so much hate recently. 
and well, like the Lakers in general have just been in the news, and so anytime there's something negative about the Lakers, I feel like it's always negative about Westbrook. Like he's always yeah. just thrown into it. He's taking a lot of the blame because he ha- he did have a slow start. We're not gonna hide that, but it's his fourth team in four years, so like he's doing a lot of adjusting every single year to the new systems, the new teammates, the new coaches, everything. And I think he's been playing really, really well these last two weeks. Yeah. Um, Michael and I were talking, and he was saying, and this is a Lakers fan, so not not even a I'm Russell a, I'm Westbrook. A, I'm a homer. I'm a homer. He's a homer, <laughs> but but he he's gonna you know go hard on his players, right? If they're doing bad, and and Michael said that Russell Westbrook has been the most consistent player on the Lakers recently. Yeah. And definitely. And, and honestly, yeah. that that made that made my day. It made my day because I knew I wasn't game. just dreaming it. Yeah, like, it's true. He keeps losing games. And so. one thing I'll say, too, I even think that turnover number's a little misleading because what I notice about Westbrook in these games is in the first quarter, he'll have, like, two or three turnovers, but then the rest of the way, he's just clean with it. Like, mm-hmm. he, he usually has the bulk of his turnovers at the beginning of the game, but later on, they, they're not really there. He had a few games where, you know, when the Lakers were choking those big leads. Early and on, like that. yeah. Yeah. For but sure. I feel like the Lakers. I and I feel like the Lakers in general are starting to turn a corner. I know I'm gonna say that, and then they're gonna lose embarrassingly again to some team. But Clippers today. Yeah. <laughs> but think, you know, yeah. I I do think it seems like they're playing a lot better. They're getting a lot of better lineups out there, and they've had LeBron in and out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been tough for them to build uh, real cohesion. But yeah, let let's move on. I think Westbrook's definitely an honorable mention. But honestly, like for me personally, I couldn't not pick Booker this week. I think it was definitely. I could I I was the really only one trying to. Good. I was the only one trying to convince everyone that Westbrook deserved it, but I was I, outnumbered. I think Westbrook's getting way too much hate this season, but I think that's just part of being a Laker. Every bad performance and being Westbrook. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, yeah, Westbrook but, always gets hate. Any bad game he has, he he's in the news. He's in he all does, over Instagram. But the, Lake, the Laker tax is is a lot. It's true. It, it's it's a it's a like two, yeah. You, you, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because like Westbrook's always just magnified his bad games. Like they get blown way out of proportion, and then being on the Lakers, it's just even worse. What what I think what I always think about with with the Lakers example, I'm going on a little tangent here. Is is Kyle <laughs> Kuzma right? Everybody <laughs> like whenever Kyle Kuzma had a bad performance, it'd be on national news. But. Any other player like of his caliber on another team, if they had a bad game, like nobody cared, bro. You know what I mean? Like, no, like Chris Middleton cares. or something. Like Chris Middleton's even better than him, and Chris Middleton will have a bad game, and like nobody no one cares about it. Yeah, or like I don't know. I'm trying to think of another example. Kelly Oubre. Him and Kuzma are a little similar, right? Like in yeah. style. But if Kelly Oubre has a terrible game, nobody really talks about it. It's just, it's just like, it's just the way it is when you're like a role player. But if you're on the Lakers and you have a bad game, it's just it's it's amplified so much. So, anyway, let's move on. Uh, that was like my little tangent. Congratulations to Devin Booker again. Uh, your reward will actually come. Your trophy will actually come a little faster because you know we we live in Phoenix. Yeah. So it's, it's gonna be like one day. It'll be hand delivered by your. Oh, studio. hand delivered. Yeah. Hand delivered. White white glove delivered. Yes. That's exactly. what we say. Yeah. So you know, look forward to that. So we wanted to jump into some news for this week. The first thing we wanted to bring up was uh, LeBron and his COVID situation. I just thought it was a pretty funny thing because, you know, at first he tested he tested two out of the three tests he was supposed to take 
was positive. Mm-hmm. So because of that, the NBA was like, okay, you got to go in protocol, which basically means 10 games or not 10 games, 10 days. Uh, you have to sit out. And the only way you can come back is if you get two negative tests. And it was kind of interesting because LeBron is vaccinated, right? Yeah. So the, the NBA, that, that rule, if you test positive, you have to be out 10 days. doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. You have to, you have to sit out. So I just thought it was kind of interesting because LeBron, you know, he didn't play against the Kings. Then he went back home, and then he tweeted, "There's something fishy going on." I don't know if you guys saw yeah, that. Yeah, it, it seems a little fishy. <laughs> yeah, it totally I'm not gonna was. say I'm not gonna make a conspiracy or anything, but it's just a little. I, a little I think they were just non, because it came out later that that third test he took, like the original one, was inconclusive. So he tested one positive, one negative, one inconclusive. So I thought it was kind of dumb. It's like, all right, if it's inconclusive, yeah. like why do you count that as positive? You know Should what I mean? Should have just done another test. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think I it's also kind of think, premature. I also think, not to get too political, but it's kind of weird how you can take multiple tests in the same day and get different results. Well, because they're they're different types of tests. That's they're what different it is. types of tests. Got it. Yeah. Got so it. there's the one. PCR, it's like a PCR the and then antibodies or not the. The I think it's the antibody. antibody yeah, so they the reason you have to take multiple ones is because they're different kinds of tests. Gotcha. But honestly, I'm just glad that they put the little thing in where if you test negative twice, you can come back because Lakers are just starting to you know build some cohesion and things like that, and mm-hmm. it would just really suck if LeBron had to miss extended time again because he already again, missed. Again, yeah. Time. So, yeah, I, we just wanted to throw that out there. Um, do you guys have any comments on that or anything? No, um, I can handle the next piece of news. Okay, yeah, let's talk about it. So, um, it's a little out of order than what we talked about, but this is something close to my heart. Um, we want to talk about something that just is going down in the record books. Let's just say that. (laughs) Uh, uh, OKC, OKC just lost. it was a close game for like the first minute. <laughs> it, it was 0 0. All right, it was 0 0. It was, it was, it was We were tied with them at one point, okay? <laughs> uh, no, but so yeah, Memphis Grizzlies beat OKC Thunder 152 to 79. 73 point loss. Largest loss in NBA history. Largest margin of loss in NBA history. Um, and. To top it off, put the cherry on top. The Grizzlies did not even have jaw. Yep. So, you know, that's a heartbreaker. But I've been seeing a ton of hate recently. Or not hate, but just memes. Like, no one's hating on the Thunder for it. I mean, there's been a little bit of hate. Like, I saw Stephen A. He's like, if I was the ownership of OKC, I'd make Sam Prusty run laps or something. It's like, bro. <laughs> I saw that. Come <laughs> on. Funny. I know. That was kind of I mean, it's dumb, though. Don't get me wrong. It's dumb. Like, come on. Like, yes, I understand we lost by a lot. But honestly, I don't even care, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah, even, I would care. I, I don't. the seventh graders for their picks. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't care. We, we didn't have – we didn't have – uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander are easily our best player, and then we didn't have Josh Giddy either. And it's not like it's not like we would have, you know, made a seventy nine or seventy three point swing with those two players, but it could have been a much closer game. And also, these things happen. Like 
everyone on Memphis was just shooting lights out. You know, you could have been laughing, but Let, at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, there. we've all lost by seventy, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing: at the end of the day, like a loss is an L. Like no one's gonna. It only counts as one loss. Yeah. It only counts as one loss. So like, I'm not. I don't care about it. <laughs> it is L- embarrassing. Listen, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. All right, Dana, let me ask you a question because I think we're on the same page here. When the Suns were, like, bad a few years ago and this happened to you guys, even though, like, you're one of, the, like, the top three worst teams, you would still be mad, right? Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not saying he doesn't have to be mad. I just think it's funny. Because <laughs> I, I mean, people I, make fun of me, too. I would be mad because, like, at the end of the day, whenever – like, that stat is going to be in the books. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Worst loss. Oh, it was, like, if, it's the, if it was the Lakers, right? Oh, it's the wor- the Lakers had the worst loss. Even though they were a bad team. You know what I mean? Mm. I would still be embarrassed by that just because it's, like, it's in the record books and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, like, so- I still get embarrassed. There was one time when we were pretty bad and the Mavs beat us by 50. I still get a little embarrassed about that. You okay. know what I mean? So, so here's the thing. Like, our team is not going to be competitive for the playoffs. Okay, I, I also... What, what I am mad about, I'm not mad that we lost by a ton. Like, it, it does... I, honestly, I'm unfazed by it. Not going to lie. <laughs> we, we lost. Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter. What I am upset about is, like, people... Like, all the memes and stuff like that about it. It's like, bro, we, we're, not, we're not good. I see people comparing us to, like, the 2012 76ers... And the Bobcats, and then, <laughs> okay, that's that's just a little disrespectful. Not gonna lie, but like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't care that we lost by seventy three. I'm not upset by the coaching. I'm not upset by the players. I'm not overreacting about He's, the. He the doesn't ownership. like the reaction. You like the reaction. Yeah, like, like I, I, I'm honestly not here. Just like I'm not gonna sit down and say like, oh yeah, you need a trade. This player, trade this player, he played like trash, fire head coach, fire the GM. Like I'm not like I'm not upset about that. I think we're I think we're doing fine this season, honestly. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. And so I can't know. talk too much because they beat us twice. It's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like so like I'm I'm not I'm not upset about at the organization. Twice, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that that should go down in the that should go down in the history books. I, I will say to end this and then we'll move on to the rest of the news. Because um, we've been talking about this news for a minute. But what I will say, and this sums up my feelings perfectly. Someone said, OKC fans, how you feel that you just lost by 73 points to the Grizzlies without jaw? And the top comment was, don't matter, we beat the Lakers twice. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, that's how I feel, you know? Like, that sums up that sums up my feelings. So Yeah, and he's still going to be rooting for Westbrook and, you know, when the time comes, so yeah. So in the playoffs, I still have a team to cheer for. So I'm chilling. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So that that was you know, that was a that was an embarrassing loss, but it is what it is. Yeah, you, you know? gotta just take it after you after a loss like that. You just yeah, yeah. Just deal with just take it on the shoulder and move on. I would definitely off, stop watching. Brush it off and then just go to the next game. <laughs> but all right, let's we, move we on did, to. The, oh, we, they did almost double our score in every single quarter. So like they're gonna have to go back to Seattle. Just that's the only way to get out. They of I saw that. I saw that, and that's disrespectful too. I saw that. That's disrespectful. Bro, no. Why does it no, matter to you if they're in Seattle? You, they're not disrespect. They're just jokes. 
Yeah, that like, dude, you're gonna take a franchise. Like, you're, Obviously, bro. Come on. Move the whole franchise. I think they should. I think they should. I see how it I mean, I think they should too. But I don't, <laughs> no, I don't stop. No, you don't even have any relation with Oklahoma City. Why does it matter? <laughs> because they're my team. If you want to take a team out of a city, bro, move the Pelicans. Move. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, there's, this is a good market, though. No, they should expand. They should expand and and put Seattle. You want to talk about taking teams? You know what teams? This is not this is not basketball, but like we want to dog on some franchises and some cities, dude. Get rid of Jacksonville. No, I, I like Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville. Are you kidding just, me? Where would they go though? I mean, I know people talk about them moving to London, but it's like no one should move to London. No That's one should ridiculous. move to London. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the like, like I don't care about London. Like having a team, like that'd be cool if like London had a team. Well, it's like, the travel. The travel would be yeah. rid- uh, ridiculously lopsided for them. Imagine all their divisional opponents having to fly there once a year. Oh my that would God, suck. Dude, I would, hate, I would that. hate. I would hate that. I would. Quite, oh yeah, once a year because they're fun. Times. Let, all right. Anyways, let's, let's move on. All right. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, you know, OKC, they'll be fine. It's just funny. But let's move on to our third piece of news. We wanted to talk about Kyrie Irving. So this week, a report came out that basically Kyrie is not going to be able to play. Unless he's traded. He didn't say this directly, but it came out via reports. So it's pretty credible, I would say. But basically, it's not that Kyrie doesn't want to play for the Nets or anything like that. I just want to make that clear. It's more so the only situation he's going to be playing in is either if New York City lifts those mandates or he gets traded to a team without those mandates or a city without those mandates. So basically, he's saying, I want to play, but I'm also not getting vaccinated. Like, it's confirmed there's no way he's going to get vaccinated, at least as of right now. And I want to say one thing about that real quick. I think it's stupid, all this vaccination stuff, because it has to, there has to be something, not, not, not like mandating vaccines, but, well, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not going to get political, but it's not get political. what I think is stupid is that there's no consistency, because Bradley Beal another well-known yeah. non-vaccinated player can come into New York and play and he's not vaccinated. The, but because the, he's not but because he's not a part of the New York team, yeah, he can play. So like I think I think there has to be some consistency there. It's just super inconsistent and I don't really understand. The actual reason for that though is cuz it's jurisdiction, right? So because Kyrie technically is employed mm-hmm. in New York, right? He, um, New York has, they have the power to, to put that mandate in, but because Bradley Bill comes in and he's not, you know, he technically doesn't work in New York. He works from Washington. Got it. You know, so it's it kind of like, it's kind of like a tourist coming in. It's not vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. And I, I am sure that if, you know, if the city of New York had the power to, they would mandate everybody. Yeah, because why would they only mandate half yeah, the people? That doesn't exactly. make sense. But but here's so, the thing: you also need a vaccination card to get into like any sporting events nowadays. Yeah, that's like true. I just I just went like Utah doesn't have a vaccine mandate. I don't think, but um, I just went to Utah Jazz game, where they got they got owned by the Grizzlies. But that's another topic. <laughs> um, yeah, and and yeah, they checked all our vaccination cards. So like, I mean, I. So, like, how come fans still have to be vaccinated even if they're not from New York just to watch the game? 
but like players it's, don't. Yeah, I don't know. The, the real reason is because it's different people making the rules, right? Like, yeah. You know, when when fans have to be vaccinated, because I just went to a Lakers game in LA and we I had to do the same thing. Game. And I think the Suns, you have to do it too, right? I didn't have to bring a card. Oh, really? I, I didn't bring a card, but. They, did they you have to like prove you were vaccinated or something? I did not. I think oh, when I bought the tickets on SeatGeek, they said something about this place might need vaccinations or, or we had to wear masks, but. Um, yeah. It wasn't me. I didn't bring a vaccine. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't have to wear a mask. They didn't make me wear a mask. But they made everyone, you had to prove you were vaccinated or you had a uh, negative COVID test in the last, like, three days or something. Yeah. the ba- Basically, the reason for the inconsistency in these rules, it's just, it's different people making the rules. Like, for the fans, it could be the, the city making the rules. It could be the arena making the rules. It could be, like, whoever owns the arena, I mean. Mm-hmm. And then with... You know, with the actual players, that comes down to, like, employment stuff. Because technically the players are employed. So they're like, oh, workers in this state or workers or whatever. They can mandate that. And then the NBA, the NBA doesn't have any um, any rules or anything against vaccines. Mm-hmm. All the, like, the NBA can't, well, they didn't mandate any vaccines pretty much. Yeah. The NBA only has different rules if you're not vaccinated. I think you just have to follow certain protocol and test more. But it's not like you... Like, they can't say you, you're not going to work because of it. So, like, the problem with Kyrie, for example, is not the NBA. The NBA, they don't really care about your vaccination status. But it's the city. Yeah. And I think it's the same for LA and San Francisco. But the thing is, everybody on the Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors are vaccinated. So, it hasn't really been a story. So, that's just what it is. But, yeah, basically, bottom line, Kyrie, it doesn't look like he's coming back. And what this means for the Nets, I mean, they have a max, they have a guy making max money, and he's not even playing. And the worst part is... sounds like Houston. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it's not like Houston's contending. And the worst part for the Nets is they can't replace that, like, they just have money being wasted pretty much. Because it's not like they're spending it on other players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're losing depth because of it. I don't know if you guys saw the quote by Steve Nash the other day saying, it's either we play KD 35 minutes a game or we lose. Because that's the only way they can win, really. Because yeah. if KD's yeah. carrying the load. And, and he's not, yeah. Yeah, that's tough, man. And, and KD's awesome, but he's not young anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah I was just thinking that he's, like, in, a, like, what, 35, 36? No, he's, like, 33. He, he's younger than that. Okay, I got it. But but yeah. still, it's still it, you don't want your star player having to carry that hard through the season. It doesn't matter how old you are. I think yeah. yeah, it's just it's just it's not like a good sign. And Harden's been doing better. Like he didn't start off too well, but he's doing better. But basically, that team only works if you have Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I think because you know they lost a I lot don't of think depth. So. You really don't think so, dude? That team I loses don't... to the Bucks and maybe maybe the Sixers if they're if they're doing well. But. I don't think I don't think that the team only does well if Kyrie plays because Kevin Durant is that dude that could literally. I, I don't want to say I don't want to say he's like a LeBron type, but I mean LeBron or put KD on any team and they're obvious, like they could be a championship contender. I in my opinion. I mean I agree, but I don't think the Nets even beat the Bucks like without. I mean yeah no I don't. Think- because they might not be the, think, 
They might not be the best team in the in the East without Kyrie, but I don't think like you could just write them off. Like I think I think Kevin Durant is definitely good enough to make it a series. Cause think about last year. Yeah, I think it could be a series as well. Yeah, I could agree with that. Like think about last year. Like the Nets almost went to the playoffs or to the championship if it went for like half the shoe size. And Kyrie and James Harden were injured. I don't even think Kyrie played that entire series. And James Harden was like in and out of the rotation. He played yeah. game one, didn't he? I think he got hurt early on. Yeah, he got hurt. I'm pretty sure he got hurt game one. Didn't he? All right, but that is still goes well, I mean, to my point. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Just, I'm just. I'm just saying. No, yeah, you're just not checking me. No, I understand, but but it still goes to my point. Like, yeah, you know, Kevin Durant can still exactly. I think they're still good, but my problem with them is like. They don't really have a great defense, mm-hmm. and because they don't have a great defense, they need to have like one of the best offenses ever, yeah. <laughs> and that only works when you have Kyrie. You it's know? true. So they, especially, they really especially with James, especially with James Harden is down. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is my thing about the the Nets is yeah, KD can go off and James Harden will go off sometimes, but how long can you really keep that up? You're not because it's pretty still pretty early in the season. We're what like twenty one games, twenty two games, yeah. in or so. So you still got sixty more games, and you got playoffs. You can't really keep it up for that pace that much for that long. So Think about like the a, Bucks are going to be wrapping it up, yeah, and they're going to be able to rest Giannis, and he's not, you know, things like that. So exactly. except, except, I will say, Giannis even said himself, he's on the decline. He's not as young as he once was. <laughs> Wait, did he actually say that? Did you guys not see that? He, I didn't he see like, that. He, he had this game-winning layup. Um, over Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Or not Mikael no, Bridges. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. They had this game winning layup and they're like, Giannis, why'd you like lay it in? And he's like, I'm not I'm not as young and fast and <laughs> agile as I once was. I I, I, I gotta be sneaky with it. No. But hey, he's a better shooter now. So he's, yeah, a, he's a better shooter. He's a better shooter. But anyways, <laughs> well, right. just joking. Yeah, let's move on. Basically bottom line, Kyrie not look like he's playing. Nets, we'll see what it does to them. I don't think, you know, I think they need Kyrie to win. That's that's pretty much yeah. it. To even get out of the East. Alright, so now we're going to do what we usually do and get into some teams. We only have three teams today. So, Noah, do you want to get started with yours? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. So, um, the team I've been paying attention to this past two weeks are the Cavs. And I was there, I was excited too. I, I wanted to I picked the Cavs. We had like a couple teams that we wanted to talk about, and I chose the Cavs because I'm still on my Evan Mobley hype train. Um, I I had him as my dark horse for Rookie of the Year, and honestly, I think, in my opinion, he's front runner. It's, I know it's like him or Scotty Barnes on the Raptors, but um, Evan Mobley's been going crazy. In these past two weeks, the Cavs are three and four. Um, but their two losses or their four losses are twice to the Nets, Golden State, and the Suns. Which, if you ask me, yeah, some of the best teams, like top five teams in the NBA right now, right? Um, and they have some nice wins too. They beat the Heat pretty handily. I don't know if you guys saw that game. They won by like fifteen. Yeah. Um, and then they they also beat the Mavs. Who the Mavs are the fourth seed, right? Um, and then they're the sixth seed in the East right now. I think they're 12 and 11. So like barely over 500. 
What I will say, their defense looks really nice. They're they have like probably top five defense, top seven defense in the NBA right now, which is crazy with how young their team is too. Yeah. Some of those guys are gonna be crazy defenders, like Evan Mobley, um, Jared Allen's already a really good defender. Um, Isaac Okoro, like they just they just, I think that they'll have a really good defense in the future. And they have Colin Sexton now. You guys probably heard about yeah, that. Sexton yeah, went yeah. out with that knee injury. And he's... I don't know if there's a timetable He was playing. He was balling. And yeah. exactly. He was balling. Well, I think he's out for the year, isn't he? I thought so, too. He's out for the year. I'm pretty sure he I is. didn't know if there was a timetable or not. But it oh, would make okay. sense if he's out for the year. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I think it was like ACL or something. But, um, but yeah, that's a lot of their offense and defense. Which their offense, honestly, hasn't looked amazing. But... Sexton back in the rotation next year. Like, the Cavs are not in a win-now mode. Yeah, yeah. And so, throw Sexton back into the lineup next year. You have Garland, Sexton, Mobley, Okoro, and Jared Allen. And then Lowry Markinen as well goes in. Dude, Lowry Markinen has been balling out. I love watching him play. My U of A homer. (laughs) Um, But, and then the last thing I'll say, Allen, Jared Allen has been killing it. I, I looked up his stats with you, Mike. I didn't yeah, write them down. Yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, in the last, like, two weeks, which they've had a really tough schedule, um, he's, so, like, yeah. Anyways, he's averaging, like, 22 or 23 points a game on, like, 78% shooting and three blocks, and, like, he's been balling out. And I think I think it's nice seeing Allen... You know, because I, I really liked him on the Nets, and and then he got traded, which I think the Cavs, they gave up a Bucks first-round pick for him. So, yeah, clearly good trade. But it was worth uh, it. It was worth the first-rounder, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the Cavs, and I, I think, I don't know if they'll finish, you know, super high in the seeding. They might be a playing team. Um, but either way, like, it doesn't matter. I think they're thinking about next year or the year after. They have a bright really. future. Yeah. No, they're fun to watch. And I think it's kind of cool. They they usually stay with teams, too, like in their games. Which is yeah, they lost only by five to the Suns. Lost by yeah. five to the Nets. Um, and they beat – no, I'm thinking of the wrong team. I thought they beat the Bucks, but I don't think they did. No, they, they just whooped the Heat pretty bad, which is yeah. that's a nice win. Which is impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool seeing the Cavs do well. I think most people think, you know, Cavs without LeBron are nothing. But I think in a few years, they're, they're going to be pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, you never know in the NBA. Dude, the <laughs> Sexland backcourt. Sexland, yeah. that's what I'm talking Dude, about. They're both good. Yeah, Darius Garland's a really good player. And he's been doing pretty well this year, too. Yeah, so. he's just kind of small. And then with Sexton, like, it's a small backcourt, but they make it work. That's a they lot kinda, of offense. They kind of remind me of the Hawks from last year in kind of their, their style of play where they're kind of this really young team, really fast team. And yeah. Like, not as good. Of, but The bigs are kind of comparable, too. Because, like, yeah. Capella and Jared Allen, like, kind of somewhat comparable. Like, just shot blockers. Yeah, like on and defense, then, like, yeah. Yeah, and then John Collins and Evan Mobley or Isaac I guess I don't know. Yeah, I can see some of the comparison. Yeah, speaking, you know, speaking of the Hawks, that's the next team we're going to be talking about. So, oh, what a beautiful segment! 
Do we want to talk about the Cavs anymore, though? We're good? No, no, let, let's move on to the Hawks. We're good. All right, all right. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Hawks. Kind of a similar record. They're 12-10. and 10. They have the second-best offensive rating in the league, but they have the 24th-best defense. So, their defense has not been that good this year. And they started off pretty slow. I think their record is misleading because they did start off slow, but right now they're pretty hot. They had a six-game losing streak, but they played some tough teams. They played Utah twice. Brooklyn, Golden State, Phoenix, and Denver. And they lost six straight, so that was pretty tough. But those are all, like, nice Those teams. are all good teams, yeah. yeah. And then they beat Milwaukee, which was a pretty good win for them. And now they have eight out of their last ten games are wins. So they're starting to look good. They're starting to really find their rhythm, especially Trey Young. Trey Young has looked really good these past couple weeks. 26 points per game. 47% field goal shooting and 40% from three, which is really nice. And over the last 10 games where they won eight out of 10, he's been shooting 51% from the field and 44% from the three. So he's been looking good as well. And a lot of people were like making fun of him because they said, oh, the rule changes, you know, the foul baiting yeah, and yeah. stuff. He's not going to do well. But, you know, these guys are good players. They're going to adjust. And Trey Young, he's a good enough player to, to be able to adjust for that. He's only taking like five or six free throws a game now, which isn't that bad compared to what. Oh, that's a lot less. Yeah, it's a lot less than what he used to do. And he used to get double digits a lot. And he's still having 26 on the season. That's that's yeah. Anyone who says Trey Young like doesn't have a bag or can't score without the refs, like delusional, bro. (laughs) Yeah, no, they yeah. Even even last year in the playoffs, like dude. He he his nickname is Icy Trey for a reason, bro. Yeah, no, he's He's nice. And then the other player I wanted to talk about to kind of highlight on the on the Hawks is John Collins. I feel like he's been playing pretty well, and he's kind of their X factor, if, if yeah, I were to definitely. say so. He's averaging 17 points per game at 57% from the field, seven rebounds a game. But the thing that really stood out to me was his plus minus of 11.6, which is I think that's the most on, on the Hawks. And it just seems like when the Hawks need him the most, he's been stepping up. And he, I feel like he's definitely one of those players you really want on the team to, you know, grab boards and, you know, score down low. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really liking what John Collins is bringing to the Hawks. I think he's one of the reasons why they've been winning a lot as well. For kind of their season outlook, I think they're still a good team. I don't know if they're going to make the Western Conference Finals again. Eastern Not really their Finals. fault. I think other teams are just a lot better. Now, you know, you got the Bucks to deal with. You got the Nets to deal with. You have the Bulls to deal with. So, it's going to be tougher. So, to go off that point, like, you just named the Nets, the Bucks, and the, the Sixers. Well, okay. So, yeah, yeah. I, I you, you said the Bulls, but I'm, I'm changing it for Sixers. They, those were all three teams that were good last year already. And they still made the yeah. Western Conference fi- or Eastern Conference Finals. The only two I, I new, agree. the only two new teams that they have to go through are the Heat and the Bulls, which I, I it's mean, doable. It but is. I just think their defense isn't there. But their defense was there last year. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't. It's just hard for me to. I'm just playing devils. Ad, I'm just playing devils out. No, no, you, you have a fair point. You have a fair because, point. Because like, because sure. like they did have defense last year. They were all offense. You know, all gas, yeah. no breaks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
and like the, the the top teams in the East were still the top teams in the East. Yeah, I think it's and the Sixers were probably better last year because they actually had Ben Simmons playing. Exactly. So, yeah, so, I, I can I can see that argument for sure. I think my only thing against that is not that I thought they were like a fluke because you know they're they're twelve game winning streak pretty or not 12 game winning streak they've been really good over like the past you know 10-ish games but i i think the problem like for me is just the east in general is more competitive and they're just gonna have a tougher time getting these teams out like that that's what it is for me and and when you look at some of the top teams like the bucks and the sixers and the bulls they really have good defenses and those teams and like yeah and miami they're more equipped to win because of that but the hawks i think you know, I don't think you can make it deep without a good defense. And I feel like their defense just isn't that good. I would say the like, they have good rim protection. You know, I think Clint Capella is a really good rim protector. But I think they don't really have point of attack defenders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we all we already know Trey isn't really the best defender. But just it's not just exposed. him, you know. it's And, you know, he's just a little undersized and stuff. But it is what it is. So, I, I think they're going to be a good team. Yeah, they could be top four in the East. Like, they definitely have the potential to do that. And Nate McMillan, their coach, has been coaching really well this year as well. So, you know, anything could happen. And they have experience now, which is always good, like from last yeah. year. So, you know, I don't I don't want to sound like I'm hating on them or anything. I just personally think that, you know, there's just, there's just like four or five better teams in the East. So. Mm-hmm. You guys got anything more to say about the, the Hawks? I'm good. Good, All right, cool, cool. So we'll move on to our last NBA team we're talking yeah. about, Dalen. So what you got? Since you let's continue like the way of segueing. Okay. Since you're talking about the top teams of the East, I happen to have one of them, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, sir. They're wow, dude, time. these transitions have been flawless. Dude, yeah. Who, who thought of this? Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah. lot of work. Yeah. Uh, but the hot, uh, the Bucks, they're on their title defense season right now, so. Uh, They've been doing pretty good so far. They're currently the fourth seed in the NBA or in the Eastern Conference at fourteen and nine. Uh, they were on an eight-game win streak until uh, yesterday night when they lost a close game to the Raptors. Uh, but they did. They were without Giannis that game. To be fair to them, uh, they've made some pretty. They recently made some uh, acquisitions to their roster. They got some Demarcus Cousins uh, to, uh, to add some depth to the center position, especially with. Brooke Lopez not playing at the moment. Oh, he's gone for the season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. without Brooke Lopez, uh, they need some more... Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> they need <laughs> more uh, center depth, so they got DeMarcus Cousins. And then today, they signed Wesley Matthews to add some depth to their guard rotation. And while he might not be in the rotation a lot, because... Because, um, what's his name? Dante DiVincenzo is out, so he might be... At the moment, he'll probably get a little bit of rotation in, but... To, for the season, he might not be in a lot, but uh, Budenholzer said that he likes it, the veteran uh, leadership that he brings and the fact that he's kind of been with them before. Yeah. And then the GM, John Horst, said uh, that he's a proven veteran. Uh, he's got shooting, he's got defense and experience. Um, it's all just going to kind of come with that. And then, like, uh, like Budenholzer said, the fact that he's been in the system Previously, it's just gonna he'll probably get right back into it, and it wasn't even that long ago that he was in the it was system. two years two years ago, ago yeah. in the system, so he should be good. Um, one stat that I thought was particularly interesting was uh, 
the Bucks are 10 and 0 with Giannis, Drew, and Chris all playing together. Really? So I thought that was pretty. That's nice. kind of nice. That's yeah, nice. yeah. So uh, they've been a little bit in and out of the rotation, all three of them. But when they're all on the court together, they're undefeated. Um, and they've but they've had some uh, other role players stepping up. Grayson Allen. Uh, Pat oh Thompson, my boy. Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I like Mr. really Grayson good Allen. right there, bro, for yeah. Grayson. They they're all been stepping up pretty well. Um, and then uh, Bobby Portis, like we remember last year in the playoffs, he was doing pretty well, and now he's showing up again for them when they need him. When they have a couple players out right now. Uh, Giannis, he's quietly having a MVP caliber season. I'm not gonna say he's having his MVP season. Yeah. He's, but he's, oh, he's been playing having, awesome. He's been playing great. He's having MVP cal- caliber season. He's having 27.6 points. 11.8 rebounds and 6 assists on 53.2% shooting. Uh, I think he, last I checked, he was third in MVP odds. I don't okay. know if he'll keep that. Behind KD and Steph. Yeah, I think it's Steph, KD, and then him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Giannis has been doing very good, and then uh, he's probably going to get more in the rotation here soon and help him, especially down the home stretch of the season. So that eight-game win streak was pretty impressive, and the fact that they're ten and zero with all the three of their stars in is pretty impressive. And this is definitely a team that's poised in making big runs. They made they just did last year. They kept most of the, the same big pieces, and um, the new pieces they added seem to be acclimating to the system pretty well. Yeah. So I think they have I a think, lot of upside. I think that's the nice thing about the Bucks is like they didn't really lose anything in the off season, no. but they, they got better. They got better. Yeah, yeah, I think they got better. Like, um, oh wait, no, P- PJ Tucker, he's on he's Miami not, now. Yeah, I was gonna say he. They yeah. lost him, and honestly, that that's that that sucks. But it's not like he was make or break for the Bucks, and they added Grayson but Allen. Grayson Allen has been really good for the Bucks. Yeah, he's been yeah. shooting so well, and yeah. his defense has always been there. I I like that Grayson Allen addition. Yeah, no, I thought it. I think it's like a, a good team for him for sure, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think they got better. And I mainly say that because Giannis got better, dude. Giannis Look, got better. It's, yeah, it's not just like the numbers; it's the way he's been playing. He's shooting yeah. way better. He's shooting from three way better. And if he, you know, he's adding this stuff to his arsenal. Even if he did lose a step, as he says, <laughs> I think <laughs> it didn't. doesn't. Like he, I, he obviously didn't lose a step, but. It doesn't really matter because he's shooting well, and that's that's always been the main criticism of him, right? Is he can't yeah. shoot well, but you know if he does now, I don't see any team in the East beating the Bucks. You think the Bucks are? I think the Bucks are still the favorites in the East pretty easily, and I think you could make an argument for them being favored against whoever wins the West too. Like they're uh, yeah. they're still a good team. That's but fair. Losing Brook Lopez is really tough though. Honestly, it it is very tough. Like he he does a lot for that team. He I was think people big don't in, that, really... in the playoffs for them. Yeah, he's he was huge, in the, huge in the playoffs. He's he's been a pretty and good playoff performer. But he definitely team. doesn't fill that role. Like no, not maybe no. like a fraction of it. But yeah, no, not at all. Because magnitude that Brook was able to operate. It's because defense... Boogie's yeah, Boogie's not as good of a defender. And then like he's his, an okay shooter. Is ah, eh, he no, not really. Bro, well, he's Brooke, better than most centers. Lopez, yeah, but Lopez was a much better shooter. Yeah, yeah. 
Sure. And then rebounding too. I think Lopez is a better rebounder. I think well, the one thing Boogie is better than than Brook Lopez though is passing. I think he's a better passer. Yeah. So yeah. so maybe maybe he's got that going. But I don't expect Boogie to play big minutes. I expect no. like 10, 11 minutes a game. Nothing crazy. Who's, he can't, who's their starting center right now? Uh, I don't know actually. I don't know who they started wait. after the surgery. I remember I just saw it. Um, one second. Oh, they started Bobby Portis at center. So kind of small ball, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, but Giannis didn't that's... play. Giannis didn't play. So I wonder what. Do you think they would have Giannis to start at center? I was thinking that because Giannis kind of Giannis can play center. Oh, he definitely lie. can. Yeah. But then, He's... but then you get you because like. Yeah, if they play up against like the 76ers, like you're gonna have Giannis guarding Embiid, no doubt. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But then like some of these bigger centers, like I don't know, I'm trying to think, is there a center that Giannis can't guard? Probably not. Like Jokic maybe, but I think I mean, he can guard Jokic. He can guard. There, there, I think there's some centers out there that you like nobody can shut down, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like your best chance is Giannis. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean he is defensive player of the year. Yeah. I, maybe someone like Gobert would be tough. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, cause, cause Giannis is obviously not a center. He's a power forward. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to think: is there a center that could give him problems? I, I don't really. Think it looks there like is. even in the previous game when Giannis did start, they still started Bobby Portis at center. So he yeah. seems like their kind of solution for that. So yeah, I, I think I think that's a good that's a good thing yeah. to do. They can adjust and start Giannis at the mm-hmm. you know. At center for like some small ball stuff too. It'll so. be interesting to see how they adjust because last year in the playoffs, especially in the finals, oh he was good. Brooke and Brooke Lopez and Giannis were just like complementing each other so well. They were yeah. playing so well together because the um DeAndre Ayton couldn't guard both of them, and then Jay Crowder couldn't guard really Anyone. either one. He wasn't big enough to guard either one of them. He was yeah. might have been. Tenacious enough, tenacious enough to guard them, but yeah, he couldn't really keep up. It's a hard assignment. Yeah. I I like the Suns in a rematch. If if they do rematch, I think they have a much better chance. Oh yeah, it. if the Suns rematch and you put like Javale and Aiden, just play a two center or something. Yeah, so we'll see how. Well, no, you you wouldn't play. have to. You wouldn't have to now because well, I mean not now. Lopez I mean, is out. I mean, if they hypothetically like if we yeah yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah. All right, but so that's about should, it for the Bucks. Yeah, we should wrap up. All right, so I just I made a little little game for us to play. It's really it's not really a game, honestly. It's more of an opinion thing. But I'm gonna put you guys on the spot right now. Uh oh. I thrive your, under pressure. So. Yeah, I know, I know. All right. Okay. What is your NBA unpopular opinion? NBA Get as controversial as you want. Opinion? Do you want me to start with mine? I'll start with mine yeah, to give you guys some inspiration. Because I, I had time to think about it. Yeah. All right. My unpopular opinion is that Ben Simmons is a really good player, but he gets really overhated. But I, I think he's a really good player. I think he's a good player. And I think he's worthy. Like people are saying, he wasn't worth the first rounder. I think he was. Yeah, he was. He's like he's a talented player. He just doesn't have the work ethic and doesn't have the drive to get better and to improve. Yeah, like his shooting hasn't gotten better, but I think even without that, he's still a player that most teams would want. Yeah. Like I I don't think I mean even Philly, 
they would want him, right? Like he, like for me, he's nothing but a positive to Philly. So like people were saying, I don't know. I just feel like he gets really overhated. Like I don't like his, like I'm not gonna say I, like um I think he's doing the right thing with his attitude and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think as a, just as purely as a player, he's really good, and I think that's a pretty unpopular opinion. It might be a bit of a more popular opinion. It right definitely. Now, but I, I, I agree with you. I agree with that too. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of like something super controversial, and like the this only things like that could come. Live, to... Noah. I know the it's only controversial yeah. opinion. This is no, this is more Alex. Now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, both of you, I guess. All right, you're, I was you're both the, really good at the it. only thing. The only thing that could come to my mind was stuff about Damian Lillard. Yeah, Alex would have like hey. eight already for us. Hey, you know game. what? If so, if your unpopular opinion is that Westbrook is better than Dame, I think that right now that's unpopular. This season, I think so. But well, I do too. <laughs> but most, if you ask anyone like random, they're probably gonna say Dame's better. Yeah, if you ask anyone yeah. who is, like who's I don't, I don't, and who is better, anyone who's like watching the season, I think. Well, actually, Westbrook's getting a lot of hate. So yeah, I I think that, that that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but I think my unpopular opinion as well is, like, Damian Lillard's not going to... Ooh. Actually, I don't know if I... I think my unpopular opinion would be if the Blazers make the playoffs again with Dame, they're a media first-round exit. I don't think... That's not unpopular, bro. Is that? Okay. Dude, that's... They, they've been first-round exits, like, three of the past four years or something like that. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of, like... I just... What about his Dame, How about this? How about this? Dame is he top seventy five? Because he All was time? on that list. Yeah, because he was on that list when they did top seventy five. All time, I mean, I don't does, think so. He doesn't have any hardware. Like he has yeah, no accolades rookie, at well, all. Rookie of the year, that's it. Yeah, and that means so, nothing. Oh, oh, don't forget, don't forget. I totally forgot about this bubble MVP. Remember they did that? Oh yeah, like. Well, oh yeah, he was bubble MVP over Booker. That's, <laughs> That's right. Yes, he's top fifty for that. <laughs> top fifty. Because remember, we were saying we were saying on this podcast, Devin Booker should win it. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And, he, he, and he got the Dame Mickey Mouse it MVP. He, it was because Dame like carried the Blazers to the playoffs because they were like four or five games out. And he had like and, a couple like sixty. Yeah, they games. were. He was going off, and they were like, "Oh, they're gonna beat the Lakers, or they're gonna give him trouble, or whatever." Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, even last year, Dame had, what, 55-point game in the playoffs. Like, he's he's still a playoff performer. You know See, I mean? I, I, I'm not going to overreact, though. Because, like, I could easily say, like, oh, yeah, my unpopular opinion is Dame's on the decline. But I'm not going to I'm not gonna overreact. Like, I think Damian Lloyd's still good. Know. He's definitely not playoff. Yeah. Or, he's not all-star this year, but. No, he's not even... Yeah, he's not an all-star this year for sure. I well, mean, he can turn yours, it around. But. What's yours, Dalen? I can't think of like a good, good one. This I don't know if this is a good, good one, but this is one that I kind of... This is what, something that I was thinking about not that long ago, and I feel like my guy was getting a little disrespected. But I feel like... And I don't really know how to phrase this as an unpopular opinion, but I feel like Jokic, uh, Nikola Jokic, is having a repeat MVP season and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, you're right. I, I agree with that. I, I, I was actually I was looking at that. Yeah. I feel like he is having an MVP season. I feel like he's getting no love. He's having the same about the same numbers that he did last year. He has um 
his win shares, I forget what they were, but they were insane. Uh, he's carrying his team right now. Uh, he's just doing everything. Through injuries, the too. They, they have injuries. so many injuries this year. And they're just getting no love. So give my man Jokic some. I love. think that's fair. I think the problem with Jokic is, like, a lot of people will say, you know, he won last year's MVP, mm-hmm. but it's because the other candidates were injured. Yeah, I think it's voter fatigue, and then just the narrative isn't as People good. were like, it's oh, like, he wasn't as deserving last year, but yeah. he was the last guy standing. Yeah. So I think that's the problem. I think, yeah, I think it's just narrative and voter fatigue, maybe, because his narrative isn't as good as, like, Steph Curry's or... Yeah, and yeah, I feel like the media is really... They're ready to crown Steph. I was talking about this with my friend today. Every year, it feels like the media loves to crown an MVP before the season starts. You know, Yeah, before All-Star break. Yeah, or even, like, after the first week. So, Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll come out with the Kia MVP ladder, and then from there... It's like it doesn't really shuffle that much. Even last year, it was gonna be Embiid if he wasn't hurt. It's like, yeah, no, were, you're right. Like way before the All Star break, they were pretty much saying, "Yeah, this is Embiid's MVP season" and stuff like that. I think the reason they do it is to get more play, more people hyped to watch those games. Mm-hmm. So like when when the media says, "Oh, Steph's having an MVP year," people want to watch. They want to see. I, I want to see Steph having an MVP year or whatever. Yeah. But it's just. I feel like, and it's a problem in most sports, I think, but to me, MVP, you kind of see the favorites a little early. Even Giannis's first MVP, he deserved it, but you could make a really good argument that Harden deserved it too. You could, yeah. But the thing is, they were never going to do that because Giannis was kind of already picked, Harden won the year before, so, you know, it's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's a lot about narrative. So I looked up the MVP odds, and Jokic is actually fourth in odds. Is he fourth? Uh-huh. Because he's so behind he's, Giannis, I feel like right? He might he's be higher. further in the odds, but I feel like nobody's talking about No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. But this, this kind of goes into my, my pick as well, or my one thing I was thinking of is I think Jimmy Butler is also having an MVP season. And it's not getting talked about at all. Yeah. And then I, I think, haven't seen Jimmy get that much love. Yeah. And then I think DeRozan is also should be up there, and he's getting no love. Yeah. And I still see people hating on the Bulls, saying stuff like it's not going to work in the playoffs, this and that. They look good. They haven't like shown anything. I think DeRozan actually has worse odds than Damian Lillard, LeBron James, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden. That's okay, you know what the reason for? Actually, I know the reason for that because I remember I remember discussing this with someone with the with the NFL. Do you remember how Mahomes was having a terrible start, but he was still like second in MVP odds? Yeah, it's because the reason is because they expect these guys to be in the conversation at the end of the year. You know what I mean? So like right now, that's fair. yeah, Mahomes Mahomes could be in that conversation like in the NFL. And I think what it's the same with the NBA odds. You know, that's why, you know, that's why Dame is so high. Because if Dame starts going off, they think that's pretty likely. And because of that, he might be more in the MVP conversation. Got it. I yeah. mean, I don't necessarily agree with it. But when you're looking at betting odds, yeah, that's when what you're in terms about. of betting odds, that makes it. We, yeah, I, I see what you're like, saying. I if it comes to like the Kia MVP ladder, that's different. That's hey, yeah. who's who's it right now? You know? All right, let me see the Kia MVP ladder then. I don't know if they, I don't know if they do after top three, but I mean check for sure. 
But I think, you know, I think it's, you could say the same about uh, Giannis last year. Giannis totally had a really good case for MVP last year. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that would have been his third straight, and no way they were giving him three straight. No. Like, it was just not going to happen because. Yo. As of last week, Jokic is actually third in the Kia ladder. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's Steph, KD, Jokic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I could see that. Oh, I wait. Think... What? Nope. Never mind. Oh, okay. 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 I just. Okay. This is as of 12 hours ago. It it was Gian, Giannis is three. But last okay. week, Giannis was four. Jokic was three last week. Chris Paul's five. Jimmy Butler six, Rosen seven, eight is Levine. Chris Paul five. So, you think Chris Paul is a better narrative than Booker for sure? Oh, for sure. Okay. I think I, I in terms of narrative, I'd say Chris Paul. I think he's having a Steve Nash esque MVP. Where it's like 18, 18 points. His like, points like aren't super points, crazy. Assists, but he's leading the team to like crazy yeah. win streaks and beating all these other teams and kind of. And it's an efficient yeah. 18 points. Efficient, yeah. Game. You know, it's not like he's, it's not like volume. So and he's closing. Clo- that's the other thing is he's Dude, closing. Dude, have games. you seen his yeah. clutch stats? CP3 is a, is a closer and he's the closer for the Suns. Yeah. So I think that's the other. And so was Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah. So is it, is it a hot take to say, MVP debate, yeah. is it a hot take to say he's the second best point guard in the NBA? Probably After not. Steph? After Steph? I mean, right now. Right now, I'd that I would agree with that, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't really. But, but is that a hot take? I don't know. I, I, I mean, think... is he better than Trey? That's the other guy I'm thinking of. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's gonna go. Yeah, I think my final hot take for this podcast for the segment is gonna be okay. the Bulls are the best team in the East. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty hot take. I, I think that's my hot take because they I got the offense, agree, they got the offense and the defense. I, I just think I just think the Bucks are still the team to be in the East. That's what it is. The Bulls are good. They're deep, awesome. Yeah. And I think the Bulls have the potential to make a deep run. But you know, I just I can't I can't disrespect the Bucks until they show me a reason why. Ooh, you know? another hot take. Okay, now Noah's coming up with them, bro. Yeah, now they're just going flipping. <laughs> Celtics won't make the playoffs. Ooh, oh, you know, a, I would love that. That's a personal. I would love that. I like that. I mean, I, it's possible. I guess they haven't really been playing too well. But you know, Tatum's been in a slump. There's, there's the, so the they're the eight seed right now. But you have the Hornets, Knicks, and 76ers, who I think are all better teams than them. Yeah, yeah, and, I agree with that. And like even the Raptors, I can see the Raptors making a run and getting in over them. Like, yeah. Anyways, yeah, they're, they're just they're just like coming to my coming to my mental right now. All yeah, these hot yeah. takes. But yeah, anyways. I'm done. I'm good. All right, I'll I'll finish off with a with a Homer, unpopular opinion. Oh, okay. All right. Lakers are gonna figure it out and be the third seed by the end of the year. That's I don't think they're catching the Warriors or the Suns, but that's fine. That's cap. But if we, I think you don't we think they'll be third. third seed. Third seed? I don't think. I think they could. Seed. What? You realize they're they're like the sixth seed right now. Yeah. And we're only three. Yeah. Ga- we're only like three games behind the third seed, which is Utah right now. You so realize, like yeah, completely out of reach. Utah always. You, okay, like they're they're half. The they're half a game. Like that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. They're half a game behind being fourth seed. I have them fourth or fifth seed. I think. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Likely fourth. Remember, seed. this this is a kind of a unpopular opinion, hot take that they're. Yeah, doing. you don't have to agree, Dalen. I I don't think 
like I said, they're not going to catch the Warriors or the Suns because they're those teams are hot and they're probably going to continue being hot. But I, I think people have kind of gone too far with the Lakers hate because, like, yeah, like listen, I have been super critical about the Lakers. You guys are in the group chat. You guys know every every week I'm like, this is the most embarrassing loss I've ever seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every week it, it happens. Like, whether it's the Kings or the Thunder or the Timberwolves or whatever. But I think now it seems like they're turning a corner and they're starting to play better lineups and we're getting healthier. That's the big thing. We're having a little more consistency there. So I think this team can figure it out. They're not going to become the title favorites overnight. But come playoff time, if if they're stringing the wins together and at the end of the day, LeBron and AD is... A championship winning formula you know in the playoffs so i think they they still have a good chance of making some noise i feel like people are just being quick to write them off okay that's my that's the last thing <laughs> you guys have anything else to add any unpopular opinions i don't know i know noah's still got a couple cooking yeah he's got that no, I, I just saw something crazy but now we're good okay all right you got anything I'm all good, man. All right, cool. So that wraps up episode 27. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. You know, have fun with the games and the NBA and stuff. It's been a it's been a pretty fun year. Did you just spill? Yeah. <laughs> I had like a little bit of like a shot of water, so I tried to just like quickly do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I, I missed. Classic, bro. All right, so great way, yeah, great way to ruin the outro. Yeah. Alright, I got this. It's whatever, it's whatever. Alright, so yeah, we'll wrap it up here, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Ball Squad Podcast for some updates. And we'll see you all next week. See you guys. Take it easy. Peace. Peace out.